0: Hello and welcome to New Jersey is the
1: World. Hi, everybody. Chris Gather here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. We have a great and very strange episode for you today. Before we get into it, I want to remind you this episode is being released on Monday, January 31st, 2022. On Wednesday, February 2nd, we're doing a live show at House of Independence in Asbury Park. New Jersey, go ahead, go to houseofindependence.com if you want your tickets, you come, you hang out, we got a lot of stuff going on, one lucky audience member is going to be invited on stage to eat a one pound mozzarella stick from that place in Bloomfield, i we're going to have a confrontation with the Jersey Devil, we're going to play a, a version of Bingo that will end in shame, and speaking of shame, Bonaduce will have to publicly proclaim his love of Livingston, New Jersey, the enemy town of West Orange it will be so much more than that. It's a fun time. It's a fun time, and we're a community, so come out, be a part of that community, get tickets at houseofindependence.com. Now, speaking of Asbury Park, Asbury Park? Asbury Park. That's a good question. I don't even know how I pronounce it, but apparently I made Claire happy. Let's listen to this voicemail from Claire.
2: Hey, guys, this is Claire from Freehold, via Metachin. I'm calling in with a question for Chris. Uh, Chris. I've heard a couple episodes recently where you say a word, a certain word, and you pronounce it a certain way. Uh, that word is B-U-R-Y, bury. Now, I say bury, but this has been a major point of contention with me and my fiancé, and uh, most people I know. Most people pronounce it berry. Uh, to me, berry is a fruit, and spelled B-E-R-R-Y Burry, as in we have to bury grandma today, is a different word. I was very excited when I heard you pronounce it this way. I couldn't wait to call in. Uh, like I said, this has been a major point of contention. And I'm wondering if it's sort of like a regional dialect situation. My father's from Newark. Um, me and my siblings and, and himself all pronounce it bury. And... uh it's been weighing on my mind heavily for years. Love the show. Love you guys. Central Jersey does exist, and it's fucking pork call.
1: Well, I had no idea that I was pronouncing it one way or the other. I feel like I switch it up. I feel like Asbury is the same part of me that grew up saying horrible and terrible, coffee, dog, and all those other things before I even... I didn't even know I had an accent until about 2004. I was probably 24 years old when someone told me I had an accent. Asbury, Asbury, what's the correct way to say it? I'm sure everyone will let us know. And if you want to be on the show someday, you can leave us a voicemail, 973-780-4660. Thanks to Claire and everyone else who's been leaving us such great voicemails on the voicemail line. Now, this week's show, are you familiar with the idea of a doomsday clock? I wasn't. Mike D was. He wanted to do a Jersey-specific doomsday clock, so he explained it to us on the air. I'll explain it to you as well. Then we started adding items, items that we think might add time to a doomsday clock, items that might take away time from a New New Jersey-specific doomsday clock. And I will go on record and say this is one of the weirdest episodes we've done. And in the last 20 minutes, we start proposing a, a, a vision of New Jersey that's just a fantastic, nightmarish world of fun and awfulness. Wait, do you hear? We want to merge the Pulaski Skyway with something that I think everyone who hears it will go. That's the worst and best idea I've ever heard. Anyway, enjoy the doomsday clock and please do come out to see us. If you're worried about social distancing, I promise you as of this recording, we only have 23 tickets sold and we're like two days out. So you'll have room to breathe. You'll have room to stretch out. I would argue might not be many places safer than House of Independence on Wednesday night because our ticket sales are bad. So help us correct that problem. Come on out to Asbury Park, grab a ticket, grab some drinks, grab some food, have some fun, have some laughs. We'll see you there. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. This is Woetown. This is where three guys who grew up in West Orange, New Jersey together, who spent a lot of time in New Brunswick, New Jersey together, hang out. On a Zoom, and process those feelings and emotions under the guise of telling funny stories. Because what else can you do if you if you've lived the lives we've lived? You got you got either make jokes or you crumble under the insanity. Nikki Bonaduce, how you feeling tonight?
0: Oh, fantastic! It's Monday, 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 baby. I'm fucking fired up.
1: Glad to hear you're doing good, my friend. Mike D, how are you?
3: I'm good. I'm coming off a good weekend. Uh, Bonaduce and I got to randomly hang out eat macaroni stay up all night uh basically it was just like this podcast except we were in person hanging out which is always a great thing (laughs) like
1: a a sleepover party like an old school sleepover
3: basically yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: I love it. I also love knowing that if it was the late '90s, it was probably the same exact hangout, but it would have ended with you guys wandering the streets, committing petty crimes at the end, which I assume didn't happen in 2022.
0: Shockingly, I don't know. we were forbid to leave the house. Forbid to leave the house. Yeah,
1: there was no no
3: petty crimes committed. So sorry to disappoint everyone,
0: but we talked about it. Like he laid down the law before I got there. He said <laughs> you can come over, but we can't leave the house. I said why not? It's like all right, fine, I'll come up there.
1: Now tonight's episode. It's got a little bit of a high concept compared to some of ours. It's not just like let's let's we're gonna talk about uh, old stores that used to be on Route Twenty Two. That's usually where we keep. Let's talk about fucked up things that happened in New Brunswick. This one's got a little bit of a concept to it. This one revolves around the idea of a doomsday clock, which I was not familiar with. But our text thread, we had a group text thread blow up at this idea. Everybody started having a lot of fun and laughing really hard. Mike D., maybe you can take it on to explain to us the general premise of this theoretical New Jersey doomsday clock that we're playing with tonight. Well, I guess I'll first say that I am slightly embarrassed at
3: one nerdy part about this, which is every year I grimly look forward to the day in January where the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, which is a think tank, Uh, they update the actual doomsday clock for the world. So this is a clock. I think it's existed for quite some... It's Actually, I think it came into existence right after we discovered nuclear energy, and every year, this group of scientists, they move the hands of the clock, (laughs) and the idea... It's like a symbol, and the idea is that when the clock hands hit midnight, we will have caused ourselves as humans to become extinct. So every year, depending on what's going on in the world and different factors, they move these hands. So they just recently, not too long ago, uh, were basically... We're at 100 seconds to midnight, so... That doesn't bode well for us as humans. Oh, that's um, where we're actually at on, the, on this real thought. On experiment. the real clock, we're actually at 100 seconds to, to midnight.
0: Oh. Out of like 60 minutes? Oh, wow.
3: No, when it hits midnight. So basically, we have 100 seconds before midnight, and then at midnight, that's that's the end of everything. Okay, okay. okay. So.
1: But in other years where we're not like really pushing things with climate change denial and political upheaval and then they'll move it backwards. They'll say you got now you got 7 8 minutes left. Tonight. Exactly.
3: We're looking better. They slide the hands back when things aren't quite as, as rough as they've been for the last year.
1: So what we've done is we've effectively taken this idea, right? If I'm reading it correctly, the idea that there would be a doomsday clock where certain events could push it closer to midnight or certain events could push it further away in bias time. And the three of us have brainstormed what are some things that could happen that are very New Jersey specific that would push the New Jersey specific doomsday clock one way or the other. We're going to discuss these things, the validity of them. There's some that went on the list where I go, that seems to me like it's more of a good thing and it's been listed as a bad thing. So there'll be some friendly debate. And then I think we're also all going to think about how much these things would move the needle, like how much time would be added or subtracted if certain things happened in New Jersey for a specific New Jersey doomsday clock high concept sci-fi type stuff here on New Jersey is the world a little bit a little bit smarter and headier than we usually go for but I think that's the basic idea right
3: yeah that that that's the the idea is spot on I'd just like to add two things which is I was thinking of this idea and I'd like to present it as a chance for us all to express our gratitude and love for New Jersey, because it would be sad if New Jersey disappeared. And secondly, if you do need a visual of what the New Jersey doomsday clock would look like, I think it, you should just picture in your mind the giant Colgate clock off of Jersey City because I can't think of a better representation of the New Jersey Doomsday clock than that, although I'm very open to suggestions. It has to be. Yeah, a that was uh, right away. <gasps> that's your, that's one of the
1: largest clock faces in the world, I believe, right?
3: That I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me because it I is know, a large
1: clock. Show. Now I got to look up. Now I got to sit here and Google the Jersey City Colgate clock right at the top of the episode. Um But I think you're correct. I think that the Jersey City Colgate clock would be the perfect actual physical clock. Um, I think that's a beautiful clock. I think it's uh, any clock that has its corporate branding built right into the face of it. I'm I'm all for it. They're not trying to hide anything. This is a near exchange place in Jersey City. Diameter of 50 feet. Wow. 50 feet. It's fucking huge. It was once perched atop the Colgate plant on Hudson Street in Jersey City. The uh, current one was built in 1924 to replace an earlier Colgate clock. As of 2005, it stands on an otherwise empty lot. That's also really great for a Jersey-specific doomsday clock, right? Just sitting out there on an empty lot. Um, Everything else was demolished in '85 when Colgate left. The clock itself is 100 meters south of the Goldman Sachs Tower, which when it was built was the tallest skyscraper in New Jersey. Yeah, it just 2013. It got uh, refurbished with some new LED lights. Okay, I think that. Okay, so the we're proclaiming now, the Jersey City Colgate Clock is officially the Doomsday Clock of New Jersey. Here are some things that we have thought of that we think could move it forward uh, towards our doom, or backwards to help preserve us as New Jerseyans avoiding doomsday. I think we should alternate and we're working collaboratively on this. This is not competitive. We're all working together. I think to explore some things that we think would be, maybe we start with things that we think would lead to more um, positivity that would buy us time. And then we alternate and go with something negative. Who would like to begin here tonight? I'll start with a positive one to add time to the clock. Okay. that. Nork Penn Station
3: is swallowed by a sinkhole <laughs> and disappears from New Jersey. Plus 10 minutes.
1: 10 minutes in the positive. Ten, that, you're you're saying outright a solid 10 minutes. That's a big chunk of time. Nork Penn Station is terrifying. So scary. This is
3: a thing that just happened the other day. I was taking the train into Manhattan. And as you know, it, where I live, you pass through Nork Penn Station and we were stopped. And we stopped in a part of Nork Penn Station and... It was actually collapsed. I am not exaggerating at all. There were steel girders on the ground. There was concrete everywhere. The actual railway platform had collapsed, and our train was stopped in this. You could only get off on the non-collapse side, but the other side had actually fallen into
0: ruin. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. It was like storm or something. Probably emergency. It's like, did you guys actually get stuck there, and they made you get off?
3: No, you could get off on the other side safely, which they let people do, but the, they didn't open the doors on the collapsed side.
0: Wow, that's nuts.
1: I mean, I have told this. St- I I will not tell the whole whole story again because I've told it at least twice in the history of this podcast thus far. But I did once go to a Seton Hall game, and I did use the Penn Station bathroom to pee after the game, and I have never felt less safe than um, in, in my entire life than walking into that bathroom. That was an open-air drug den, and there were people in there who were clearly having the worst night of their lives. Go piss outside somewhere. And there were about 20 of them. If Nork Penn Station went away and was replaced by almost anything else, I think, yes, we can say it would be a net positive for New Jersey. We got to get on that. We got to get on that. And the people there, all, and, and all jokes aside, the people there deserve better. The, there are people who are making that a de facto homeless shelter. Daniel Joseph mentioned this on, his, on the interview that we did uh, about Nork. People deserve better than having to linger all night long in that bathroom. That's a bad place. That's a bad place. So yes, if it disappeared, I think we can all agree. No debate on that one. Um, okay. We're saying, I think that's fair. That would buy us 10 minutes of non state time. I'm going to go ahead and maybe put out one out there that I think of that would immediately kill some of the spirit of New Jersey that I thought of. I don't know if you guys saw this one on the list, but I, I want to get your reactions to this. <laughs> I have great fear that someday someone might come along and go, you know what's tacky? Dragging, um, dragging shoddily made banners for... Uh, obnoxious local businesses behind planes that look like they're going to crash <laughs> and flying those along the Jersey shore, just taking like Wright brothers era planes. Any fucking dickhead Jersey shore business can be like two
0: for one Corona's tonight, motherfuckers and fly it in the sky up and down the shore. to appeal. People love that shit, man. You have no idea. I'm telling you
1: someday someone's going to try to ban that.
0: No, never. Never.
1: Someone's going to go, that's tacky. If anyone ever does that, just put it at 11.59 and 30 seconds, my friend, because that's when the spirit of Jersey is done. That's when the actual spirit of New Jersey has been killed and taken away from us. Can't ever let that happen. Happy hour at Nardi's. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Come to DJs trade winds tonight, eleven thirty. Star Ledger subscription. Come pump your fist with
1: us. Like <laughs> once they stop letting people just advertise the shittiest things on the backs of those pla- those planes do not look like they should be flying anywhere, right? Once that stops, then I can actually move. That's when I know. And I'm not even the biggest shore guy. I burned to death on the beach, but that to me, <laughs> those planes dragging those advertisements are in many ways the actual. Evidence that New Jersey's heart is still beating. Is that
3: a New Jersey exclusive thing? My guess is that it is. I have never
1: seen that. Ah, they got to do that everywhere.
3: Really, I've never seen it anywhere else, but I'm I'm not sure.
1: Huh. I wonder if it's as omnipresent because I I feel like there's been times where I've been at the shore where I feel like those things will be coming by at like once every two and a half minutes. You got another one coming by.
0: There's a ton of them. Yeah, there's a ton. They're like they fly in sequence. You, you should see them. They they have like a YouTube video when you go to the I forgot the airport right there, and uh, of them coming down, they have like these drag lines set up where they pick them up, and then every now and then like one of them I think like past summer like one didn't crash but it landed on the beach or something like that I had like engine trouble. Oh my
1: goodness, man! That's we got to do a special but episode. That,
0: that yellow one you see is a Cub Cadet. It's like a specific plane, and I there's like a couple of them that you see that I see all the time. That's and I Nick, it's one of my past. Nick, I
1: feel like you're the be- out of all of us. Like I get really shy. I feel like you are the best at walking into a room and just uh making friends with everybody. You gotta befriend the pilot. We gotta do an episode where you're in this
0: you're in the shotgun seat of one of those well, goddamn planes. My buddy Joe C like uh he he got it like he was he either has it or just got it. But he said when he was taking his um flying lessons over here at the airport, like those guys, like that's a, like, how, like how they make money. You know what I mean? They're like trainers and stuff like that. Like all they wanna do is fly. That's why they do that. Guys that like just love flying planes, like they'll fly fucking banners and you, it's like an art to it because you'll get like blown around. And if you listen to the throttle of the planes when they're flying and like, and you feel the wind blowing like on the beach, like you can like, if, if you just listen to the planes cause they're flying pretty low and our it's funny cause our union like advertises every summer, like this weekend, like everybody send your pictures in like the planes can be flying with like our banner with the thing behind it. So like everybody posts like pictures of like where they're like, Oh LBI and like, you know, figure they're running all the way from, Mammoth County, like all the way down LBI, you know, and then further South, there's like different ones. Sure. If
1: those things ever go and there's been no discussion of it to my knowledge, but don't you just feel like, like, I, I forget who it was. Was it, was it a, uh... Lady Bird Johnson, who was like, there's too many billboards. We got to clean up the billboards along the highways. And that took something. The states that still have insane billboards all over the place, there's something really tacky about it, but something really special. And our planes are the version of that. <laughs> and someday somebody's going to come along and go, hey, let's class it up. We don't need to advertise, uh, uh, drink, come drink a gallon of frozen margarita and your tab's on us. Like, fuck, brain freeze. Come chug with us. Like, once those things aren't allowed... I'm out. I'll move somewhere. That's it. That could get me out of here.
0: You saw what happened
3: to Vermont. You know, no billboards.
0: Up in Point Pleasant, there's a boat that goes by like 20 feet off the fucking beach and it has a big fucking screen on it. And that guy, that's all he does. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it's not expensive to advertise on it. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah, we got to get our heads out there,
1: baby. That's the next one. That's the next thing to do. All right, who would like to contribute our next positive? Who would like to think positively and think about something that would buy us time, that would make Jersey even better than it already is? When we all agree, I think that it's pretty great. Hmm. I got one. The Brooklyn Nets declare they are
3: fed up with Brooklyn. And they return to New Jersey to play basketball at the Meadowlands. Wow! Plus twenty-five minutes. Wow! To get NBA basketball back to New Jersey, twenty-five minutes.
1: Now, Mike D, I don't feel like the Nets had like total devoted love um, when they were here. It's part of why I think they felt okay about leaving. Do you think that that would change? Do you think that um, I, I don't think they? I don't get the sense that they're regretting the move to Brooklyn as an organization. Um, do you think that jersey would embrace them hard if we got a team back? I do. I think part of it is when they were here,
3: basketball was not nearly as big or popular as it is now, and people. Right, we lost a lot of fans to the Knicks. They always played in the Brendan Byrne Arena, which was an awful place. I think if we got them back here, and maybe they played at Prudential Center or um, you know another great great venue people would do it and then I mean I guess you'd get a little shine coming back from from Brooklyn I mean they've splashed out money on some of the biggest players but I do think there are so many places New Jersey deserves an NBA team much more than so many other places that have them that have no connection to basketball that's what I think
1: Oklahoma City has a team Oklahoma City gets a team we don't have a team
0: that's what I'm saying exactly like
1: Orlando, Florida gets a team. We don't get a team.
0: That's crazy. Come on, I mean, we've been chipped. The Seaside Shysters. That's going to be the new team.
1: <laughs> I do, and I do. I will say too. Looking <laughs> back on it, I think you're right. You know, there was that stretch. Um, oh, you know, the free dark, free Darko. I think famously was the blog that made basketball really hipster and cool. Um, and there was a whole NBA blogosphere that didn't get blown out for a while, and. The Nets were good before that was a thing. If those teams, those Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Jason Williams teams that went on those runs to the finals, if they were around now, I think it would be a different story. And I think Jersey would have embraced them a lot more than we did. And the idea that there was a team that kept coming up short in the finals is very, very Jersey. So I'm surprised they're not kind of more legendary and more beloved than they are. I, I think this is a really good
0: call. Rewriting the team's jersey past. Well, I feel like two things that would be
3: very jersey would be a team coming back here. Like, uh, we left... We moved to Brooklyn, and, you know, Brooklyn wasn't really for us, so we came back. I mean, it's basically the story of... Everybody. Half the people that are on... Two of us that are on this podcast right now. Yeah. They move out to the suburbs. They
1: had had a kid. They had a kid. They want to raise the kid here, so they moved back.
3: They built a stadium in Morristown, and, you know, that's actually no they would build it in uh, maplewood sorry that would be the the right yeah the right uh, if
1: there was a way to build a stadium in maplewood i think then the brooklyn all then the brooklyn nets would be, kind of legally be required to have to move there everybody moves from brooklyn to maplewood right the maplewood nets can you imagine <laughs> if that became the city and they didn't advertise them as the new jersey nets they were the maplewood nets up against the los angeles clippers The Maplewood Nets. Oh, that would be the best. We could do a great
3: uniform for the Maplewood Nets.
1: I'll put out a companion one that is the dark side of this. Um, Because I feel like the Nets did not hang on long enough to get to the Prudential Center. But there's another team that did. And a team that always had love in Jersey. And a sport that we don't, I think, have as much of a cultural connection to. But that has been embraced both in its ice and street forms. I would say, you said 25 minutes Added positively to the clock if Brooklyn came back, Mike D? Yes. I'm going to say exact opposite. Minus 25 should the devils ever leave us. Ooh, People would lose their fucking shit. I've never been a hockey guy. You, I, You might even be underselling. You think that would be even worse? There would be riots. Yeah. That, there would be a lot of fucking mullet heads. A lot of pissed off mullet heads.
3: I'm not a particularly big hockey fan, but I know that... I have friends
0: that are yeah totally. like devils, yeah. hardcore devils lifers. But that's like any hockey team. All hockey fans are fucking crazy. That's all just part of it. See, I never understood. Cause like you get up to
1: the Canadian cities or places like Detroit, Chicago that are kind of closer up there. And I'm like, man, like I get it. I get the cultural love for hockey. And you know, there's, I mean, Las Vegas has a team. It, it's not a cold place, but there's not, it's not like, I never understood why Jersey embraced hockey so much. Cause we really did. I think cause the devils it's a were great
0: hockey state. We have like a lot of great, like high school hockey, like, yeah, know. but why? It's just part of the culture, man. People love uh, like hockey. I, I never
1: understood it. Maybe because the devils were good enough that they, they've like shit on the Rangers a couple of times. So the, the idea that the Jersey team was good enough to clown the New York team and have a real rivalry with them. I feel like that goes a long way amongst Jersey people, right? New York hate but I never totally understood how hockey got such a foothold in Jersey,
0: but it did. And I remember there were hockey kids. We so got like lakes and stuff. They freeze. Like people play hockey on like the ice, you know what I mean? People love sure. yeah, sure. come from a hockey family, they're like hockey people. That's it. Hockey people, man. Yeah, There really is like, uh, a- there's a devotion to
1: hockey here, maybe more than I mean, certainly more than basketball had when the Nets were here. The Devils were always beloved more than the Nets, and it never made total sense to me.
0: The worst parents at the Can-Am games, parents and and like hockey players, like where the can games were, like people come from all over, like the United States to play hockey in like Lake Placid and the Tom's River, like teams were notoriously the absolute most hated, like. <laughs> People that would come to Lake Placid. I wonder why that is. And we're like, you're like, oh my God, you see these people and you're like, they're definitely from fucking Jersey. And then I like somebody was like, like, yeah, these motherfuckers every year, like this, you know, where Tom's River, you live near Tom's River. I'm like, no, I grew up in West Orange. It's like all the way in South (laughs) Jersey. And they were like known like all over the place as being the worst fucking hockey people ever. Tom's
1: River also has like the best uh, little league
0: teams always too, right? Yeah, I think they used to. I don't know if they they still have some pretty competitive baseball, that's for sure.
3: They also have the best pollution. Yeah.
0: We got Sibagagi, baby. Sibagagi. Sibagagi immediately re- like contaminates every neighborhood it's still underneath. Oh, We've
1: got m- multiple voicemails at our voicemail line, 973-780-4660. <laughs> We've had multiple voicemails from people who grew up in that area have- of Tom's River that was completely jacked up with super fun bullshit. Oh, yeah.
0: They, everybody, like, everybody had cancer. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, really wild shit.
1: Really wild shit. Um, okay. I think the Nets sports dichotomy, we covered it. I'll throw one out there. Mike D and I, independently on the list, Mike, you used an abbreviation for something, and I didn't know what you meant, and then I was typing mine out (laughs) and actually wrote it before I realized it's what you meant. You wrote 9BP returns to the airwaves. I thought that was going to be some cool fucking Mike D shit. Nope. I thought you were going to be able to explain to me, like, no, that was some like AM radio station that played fucking... like. That's like, like the first station to ever play Lee Scratch Perry in America. Right? That's a story that Mike D would tell, Nick. No, I put Nine Broadcast Plaza Comes Back to Life and starts broadcasting Steam Pipe Alley again. And you, Nine BP, I later realized, oh, that was Nine Broadcast Plaza, see caucus. I can't
0: believe that you both listed it in like right after each other and didn't know you you both thought about it at the same time, which is even more disturbing.
1: It's so weird. It was the fir- Well, because it was the first one I thought of when I had the idea, so I just started punching mine in, and I had only glanced at Mike D's. Nine Broadcast Plaza, so much of the TV that informed my um, worldview as a kid came out of there. <laughs> and certainly if you look at the TV I went on to make when I was working and creating TV, <laughs> I, dude, I, I think I've told you guys, we, you know, finding a th- TV studio is expensive. When we went to cable and we left the public access studio. I begged them. I said, please, let's go to Nine Broadcast Plaza. They were like, how the fuck are you going to get a studio audience out there? I was like, Morton Downey did. Richard Bay did. Steve Pipe Alley did get us out there. Howard Stern did. Like So much of the TV that this show is ripping off happened there. Could not convince them to go with Nine Broadcast Plaza, and I'm so bummed about it God. to this day. And
0: did you ever get to meet what's his face from that? Who? What's his name?
1: Uh, I'm Steam Pipe Alley, Mario Cantone. Yeah. No, it would be the first thing I asked him about if I. Did. I'm, I'm surprised in comedy circles we haven't crossed paths ever because I would sit down and talk his ear off because Pipe Alley was.
0: I mean that show was whacked out. Dude, like it was totally whacked out. It
1: was nuts. It would be like here's some old Looney Tunes cartoons, like some real C-rate Looney Tunes cartoons that like clearly are like public domain at this point and now we're gonna have a, kids run an obstacle course where they have to like submerge themselves in jello pudding and then Mario Cantone's gonna come out and like do a 7 ah! minute long impression of Patty LuPone to the confusion <laughs> of these children the whole thing was fucking insane and the best man and then up next the Richard Bay show we're gonna have real oh, skinny dudes best. box oh. real fat ladies She's like what the fuck is this man? Yeah, I
3: just didn't understand what steam pipe alley was as a kid so my brother and i would talk about it incessantly because we couldn't wrap our heads around what it was supposed to be because it was so weird
0: what do we add for that
3: four minutes
0: i don't even it was like that morning filler time of like i always like binge watch cartoons before i ran out to the bus in the morning like that was my thing I ate cereal, binge-watched bad cartoons, and I think that was part of that life.
1: Channel 9, in general, was the best, man. Always playing Clash of the Titans. Oh, my gosh.
0: I just watched that the other night.
1: Watched the roller derby on there, and then yeah. all the shit that came out of 9 Broadcast Plaza. On top of that, come on, man. That... That's a real cultural loss that that place shut down. Four minutes. Hello, West Thorin. Lloyd Lindsey Young. And was it Channel 9 or Channel 11 that had the one where you could call up and fire the gun? That was Channel 11.
3: WPIX. WPIX. PIX, man. Picks, picks, picks,
0: picks. Home, home of the Yankees. The
1: fact that WOR and PIX had to kind of keep raising each other, chasing the bar on fucking bizarre television was great.
0: Kung Fu Theater on Sundays, too. Ah. Uh, uh. Remember Kung Fu Theater? First place I ever saw The Warriors
1: was, uh, I had insomnia. It was 2 or 3 a.m. The Warriors was on Channel 9 in the middle of the night. I saw that. And you guys, I think you remember Mike D. I wound up stealing that VHS tape from the RX plays via a friend of ours who worked there. That movie, man, Channel 9. That was the best. Bring back Nine Broadcast Plaza. Let's stop fucking
0: around, everybody. Let's bring it back. That should be state funded. Did Channel 9 have, um, was the weird, um, uh, claymation was that channel nine yeah real early
3: it came on before the cartoons you wanted to watch so if you got up Uh, real early it was like davy and
0: goliath get you ready for church you know
1: claymation bullshit yeah
0: man yeah and gumby
1: all the gumby stuff too you look back you're like oh that was just a bunch of people if you were into claymation and acid that must have been the greatest stretch of professional mastery because that stuff is real weird okay I think we can all agree nine Broadcast plaza returning would do a lot for this state. We
3: didn't assign it a time amount.
1: I think that would get us. I'm going to say four minutes. Wow. Okay. Four minutes. Sounds fair. That sounds, that sounds fair. So let's go, to the, let's go to the negative list and see if we can find one that we also feel like is around a four minute balance. A
3: four minute balance.
1: Um, hmm. Okay. I would say this. If mysteriously the tower at High Point State Park goes flaccid. If all of a sudden it just bends over like a limp
0: dick. I think that would it just collapses no that's the bend. just
1: bends like the dorsal fin of a fucking captured uh, killer whale you know it just looks like I
0: might slightly
3: disagree with you on this one how so because I think this being New Jersey and if there's nothing if anything else we are the masters of the hustle I would say if the tower at High Point bent over Flacet we would immediately turn it into a, a tourist attraction more than it is now mm. so definitely maybe
1: we can reduce do some time, but I would give this a very I would give it lower than four minutes Okay, okay, because you're saying people would make money, see I would view it almost as an early warning sign of the apocalypse is the thing, but again then it it would also, even if that was true, it would just become one of the ultimate weird New Jersey sites, you gotta go up there and be up there at midnight on Friday the 13th under the flaccid tower to summon the apocalypse
0: It might be a sign of prostate cancer too (laughs)
1: Oh, you think I'm, I'm a sign of mass prostate cancer for the men of New Jersey? So yeah. You can't get it up. This state can't get it up.
0: Yeah, like you look at New Jersey, the heads up top, down near the down near Cape May, there's they're having some problems.
1: Yeah, somebody put a rubber glove on, stick your finger up the blue hole, see what's going on. So, Mike D, you're saying that that would be less time because, while a negative, we'd make lemonade out of those lemons we'd make money off of it or it would become its own cool thing in its own way
3: yeah agree okay I think people would be selling t-shirts of the flaccid tower very very quickly we might possibly be those
1: people selling the t-shirts <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and put one of my own out there as far as a positive how many minutes do you guys think it would get us if the state stepped in and made Wild West City an actual municipality that was an actual city in New Jersey this one I would like if, if a governor was just like you know what Wild West City is no longer a theme park in Netcong. It's an actual city. There's an actual Wild West City. Now, you can go live there.
0: Huh. It probably just needs a post office, and that would like legitimize it. They already have a bar? Yeah, you put it right next to the bar, you have like a post office, and you can actually like what else mail letters he, there.
1: If they announced that Wild West City was becoming a real town, and you could buy an actual house there, I would legitimately try to buy property in Wild West City. <laughs> What a funny fucking address. Where do you live? Wild West City, New Jersey. Right next to the stables. Oh, 070 whatever.
3: I'd go for the first job fair they had, and I would take any municipal job available in Wild West City. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, my God. Anything. Like, <laughs> horse shit scooper.
1: Try to get some government pension job at Wild West City.
0: Like, it's really hard to get fired. It's really hard. How'd
1: you get that pension?
3: Oh, I'm like the wagon wheelwright at, at Wild West City. You know, it's it's
1: it's hard work, but I like it. I'll make horseshoes. I'll fill the trough with water so you can tie up your horse. What do I got to do? How many minutes do you think of positivity? If they actually, it would be huge. It would be. I think it would be great and lovely if they made Wild West City a real city.
0: It would probably only benefit like one individual. And that person would use the power of having a municipality as some sort of like tax scam to not have to fucking ever pay taxes ever again. I mean... <laughs>
1: I would buy property in Wild West City and try to eventually become the mayor of Wild West City.
0: Then you get shot on Main Street.
1: You can only fit like 11 people in the town. So you're going to be either the mayor or on the town council or on the board of education. You're going to have some high-level job because you can't fit more than 11 or 12 adults living in that space. I'd give that a solid seven minutes onto the clock. Seven minutes? I think that's solid. And I did put in there too... The sister city would, of course, have to be the land of make-believe if they made that a real city as well.
0: Oh, it's so sad. That might remove time from the clock. <laughs> Maybe it could be one giant, like, township. Oh, you have them merge? Yeah, and you have, like, you know, okay, within Fantasyland Township, you have Wild West City as one part of town. Land of make-believe. That might be the perfect job for me. Mayor
3: of the land of make-believe. I kind of feel like that's... I do declare on this day. That's kind of like the right job for me.
1: Mayor of space farms is in some ways maybe an even better fit. hmm you handing someone a, ba- a business card that says "Mayor, comma Space Farms." <laughs> space
0: Farms. I really it's just like- work to register there and buy and uh, take your ticket money. That's that's what makes me the mayor of Space Farms.
3: I do love rusty farm machinery. I like animals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd have to import Lucy the elephant and move it up there to be the mayor's mansion.
0: Oh my god, you, that would lose you time on the fucking clock, man. If you moved Lucy the elephant? Yeah. If you move Lucy, it's like minus 10 minutes. Agree. If it got bought by like a uh, like somebody in like a European country and like got sent to Europe like even more time. But if it got moved to North Jersey, Oof. maybe like 15 minutes.
1: What's worse? Lucy the elephant being bought And shipped to Germany, like some of our diners, being moved to North Jersey or being knocked down in a hurricane? Like, what's the worst fate?
0: Moving to Germany. Moving to Germany.
1: I think South Jersey people would probably say North Jersey's worst. But I think, right, if it went to Germany and it was still allowed to be, like, beautiful and fucking cool and amazing, but just for someone else's pleasure and benefit. That would suck.
0: That's like when uh, the British stole all the fucking... Artifacts from fucking Greece. Now they got to give them back. It's like
1: when Princeton stole
3: the cannon from Rutgers, it's, man. I I think if Lucy the Elephant were to be moved to Germany, the clock should immediately go to midnight because we would be forced as New Jersey
0: to declare war on Germany. World war.
1: I would say. We'd have another world war with
0: Germany. I don't think Lucy would ever make it on like whatever cargo ship. To like, be transported. Like, people would seize it on the parkway in transit. It
1: does, it does pose the question, do you think the other 49 states would join our war, or would it just be New Jersey
0: versus Germany? They'd be like, the people of New Jersey have officially lost their fucking minds, and we might finally be rid of them. Cory Booker's on the floor of the Senate, like... <laughs> Don't oh, you understand what
3: Germany's done? They've taken our hollow elephant hotel and moved it across the
0: seas. This is an egregious act of aggression. It'd be even better if they came in on like U boats off the fucking coast of Atlantic City and
1: like. And then Bob Menendez is like, "I got a deal on cheap cell phones. If anybody wants any, just trying to make money off of it somehow. Anybody needs some dick pills? I got a, I got a side gig with the pharmaceutical companies, baby. Let's do it." I can get that high tower. I can get the high point tower getting real rock hard again. I'm Bob Menendez. Who wants pharmaceuticals? I would
0: immediately go to Germany and install a live cam so people from New Jersey could watch Lucy the Elephant and be upset to see, look, look at those people.
1: They don't even appreciate it. Instant midnight. I wonder how that war would go, man. There'd be a regiment from every county. It would be nuts, man. I think the Essex County, the Essex County regiment in that war I think would represent rather well. Obviously, the Atlantic County regiment would be the ones most vested to get
0: Lucy back. Just looking for for a good enemy, that's all. Who
1: would be the county that would bring it least in a theoretical war against Germany? Cape May. This is the type of question that makes me happy we're doing this show. You think Cape May, Mike D? It's all B&B people. The Cape May
0: 34th Dragoons, not bringing it. Mercer County, Mercer County. But aren't they hunters down there? Oh yeah but i mean they have no interest they're in mercer county i feel
1: like hunter and a mercer at least you get some good snipers because i feel like they actually get out there and hunt a lot
0: well as a fighting force yeah they're probably excellent but yeah
1: who would be the biggest liability bergen county would bring an unmitigated rage if it was hand-to-hand <laughs> combat yes yeah, send bergen county in <laughs> well you,
0: you always need boots on the ground whole
1: platoon it. car antenna wielding hudson county people i'd like them
0: The biggest debacle would be getting all the counties to work together to fight in unison against them. That's true,
1: isn't it? Oh, I think Lucy would unify us against Germany. Nah. I know I'm a more, a Somerset County. That's the useless one. Oh, (laughs) I was going to say Morris County. I'm a current Morris County resident, but I think Somerset County might be the one that's like, look, Somerset County is lovely. And based on where I live, I, I patronize a lot of businesses there. I'm near the border, but people from PPAC Gladstone... Well, actually, what would happen... They're not going to be bringing it in a war situation.
3: The the Somerset County... But they might be able to finance your war. True. Yes, exactly. Their troop ship would probably sink before it got to Germany because it was so weighed down by fancy furniture and and stuff like that that it would sink to
0: the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Said lawyers, guns, and money.
1: Yeah, I mean, even like... You put some Middlesex County punks, you know what I mean? Some of these guys who spend all their time at fucking
0: hunka growing up at hunka in Sayerville. Some
1: of these kids who spend all their times in like New Brunswick basements. I want those kids in the trench next to me. I don't need people from Far Hills. I don't need people from Bernardsville.
0: Immediately ostracizing all these viable bodies.
1: Uh, hey, look. A body's a body, and there's going to be people down there with the Jersey rage in them. I'm just saying culturally, I don't know if those people were raised in the same way. Like if I found out the person in the trench next to me was from Jersey City, or um, Hackensack, like okay, now I know you got some anger in you. You know, Uh, Passaic County certainly, Somerset County. This is where I, I start to wonder about my safety, if you got my back.
3: In the movie version, though, you'll be
1: trapped in a trench with someone from Livingston. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be it, right? That would be it. That would be the version of like every World War II movie that has an Irish guy and an Italian guy meet up in the trench. It would That would be that same thing.
0: Band of New Jersey brothers. What
1: would happen if you were in a war and found out the person next to you was from Livingston? I feel like a part of me would feel very confident. Like, okay, I know exactly what I'm dealing with. And then another part of me would wonder if I was, uh, if they were going to fight as hard for me as I would for them. But again, I've come to realize through doing this show that West Orange is the bad guy. In the West Orange-Livingston rivalry, we are <laughs> undoubtedly big asshole bullies who spread hate. Okay, doing good. Okay, we had our positive, had our negative. Let's find another.
0: This is one of yours, Nick. Oh, Oh, Sam Spina is resurrected and becomes zombie mayor. And potentially zombie governor for the state. Yes. And reigns for 60 years. A
1: hyper-local West Orange one. Sam Spina, if you've listened to the show a long time, you know, <laughs> Sammy the Bulldog Spina was the mayor for our entire childhood to the point where it almost it gave West Orange a very small town feel because the mayor was just the same dude for many, many,
0: many years. It's like he waited for us to graduate so that he could retire.
1: Yeah. He waited for us to move on before he moved on. And then he quickly died. <laughs> yeah. The bulldog was great, man. Plus seven minutes, <laughs> plus seven. I love that. I think a counterbalance to that would be one I added. I think the exact opposite. So we're talking about our beloved small town mayor, who, um, when my everybody's grandparents, when they got to their fiftieth wedding anniversary, he'd you'd get a you'd get a a certificate from the town congratulating you, signed by Sam Spina. He'd come to your 50th anniversary party, shake your hands, Paul, Nancy, good to see you, great members of the, this happened, this happened to my grandparents, he was at their 50th wedding anniversary celebration. Awesome. The small town mayor, Sam Spina, comes back to life to become New Jersey governor in a zombie miracle, I think can only be counterbalanced by what would happen if somehow Chris Christie resumed becoming governor in this state, if he reclaimed, that would be the exact opposite as far as how it would make me feel sentimentally. True or false? How do you guys feel? Chris Christie
3: is a zombie, or he's just Chris Christie? He's just Chris Christie. <laughs> he's zombie Chris Sam
1: Christie. Spina versus current Chris Christie is what we're talking. Okay. About. Oh, got it. That's a bad news situation. That's worse. I
3: would give minus twelve to Chris Christie.
1: Chris Christie resuming power is significantly worse than our old mayor Sam Spina yeah. coming back to life. Yeah.
3: Yes, I agree. Yeah, definitely.
1: I would, if I had to choose between the two, I'd say. If it kept Chris Christie out of power, then Sam Spina would have to say he would have to stay dead. For as much as I love Sammy the Bulldog, he's got to stay dead and buried in the
0: grave. That's true. Yeah, since he's already dead, got to stay dead and buried. Let him rest.
3: Yeah, but I think it's the opposite. I don't think he wants to rest. I think it's within his heart as a great New Jerseyan to want to rise up again to right the wrongs that are happening. So I think his
0: drive to serve the public is greater than death. Exactly. Death can't stop him. That's eternal peace.
1: <laughs> Sweeney, you think he's down there trying to claw his way out from under six feet of dirt every time something goes wrong in
0: West Ard? Like, God, what's this goddamn council doing? What's this? What's wrong with this mayor? Parisi. I'm going to put your foot down. Parisi. Parisi, get your ship together. At least it's not McKeon. God damn.
3: What do they know about zoning?
1: Right. I'll tell you about
0: zoning. There's a the hand that emerges from the dirt. I'll serve my town. and moved to Roseland.
1: Anybody else have one you want to throw out there?
0: Uh, Star Tavern is franchised and every one you go to is just as good as the original. Ooh plus what five minutes I mean no that would be (laughs) huge absolutely huge there's one in every county and and,
1: but with the caveat that they're actually as good as the original
0: that's what I mean they have to be as good and that's the miracle every
1: county gets their own star tavern I love that that's kind of life changing actually it would change
0: life (laughs) for everyone Like, where are you going? I'm going to get pizza again. Yeah, anywhere you were in New Jersey, you
3: you knew you were no further than a 20-minute drive from Star Tavern. That would be almost miraculous. That would be... I think more than plus five, Nick. I think you're underselling
1: how good of a (laughs) thing that would be. I would say maybe... I would say maybe double digits. I might go 11 on that. Oh, all right. Because it would completely raise the bar for pizza everywhere. Although it is,
0: it's weird. Like, I run into a lot of people that, like, just don't get it. They're the same people who want to bring Lucy to Germany. And who have had it? Yeah. They're like, we went there, and it was, like, the worst pizza I ever had. I was like, well, it's a kind of pizza.
1: That's the worst pizza they've ever had?
0: That's the worst pizza. They're like, oh, it flops.
1: Have these motherfuckers never had Domino's or Sbarro's or... Hey. I know you love Sabaros, now. No,
0: don't talk about Domino's in front of Mike D. I was actually disappointed we did not order Domino's. Yes. I'm shocked we didn't order Domino's.
1: <laughs> I do feel like your inclusion of Sabaros is a thing that got you... Is is really holding back your votes in the food court voting of Sbarro.
0: Whatever, man. You know what? Because everybody has to be like cool and like not acknowledge that like, they'll grab a slice of pizza at the fucking rest area or the food court every now and then when they're not with somebody... That knows that they're going to do it. Um, So Nick Nick brought up. (laughs) And they're ashamed of that fact.
1: (laughs) The idea of a successfully franchised Star Tavern that miraculously retains its quality across the board as a huge plus for Jersey. Now, Mike D., I saw one that you put on here as a negative. I don't know if this was your idea or Nick's idea. But I was shocked because it's something that I've actually fantasized about. You're saying it would be a negative (laughs) if Jimmy Buffs started serving vegetarian versions of their hot dogs i did think that would be a negative because i think it is just
3: does not fit the spirit of jimmy buffs and even though i have you know i've been a vegetarian for 25 years but i do not i do not think jimmy buff should give into this trend of of not sir of you know serving
0: vegetarian food i think The best part of it would be is like we're going to take this vegetarian sausage or hot dog and then we're going to fry it in with all the other animal fat oil.
1: I will tell you that I have actively fantasized wondering how would they react if I called and said, hey, I'm going to pay full price. Can I bring one of the Beyond Meat sausages? You throw it in the oil for me and just give me that. Um, But I'm so scared as to what the reaction would be. It might do it for you. I feel like they'd never look at me the same
0: again. But you like know them?
1: Yeah, to a degree. Like they, they like when I come in. I
0: brought my kid in. I brought they'd probably my- entertain that just as like a like you know, just to see how it would taste. I'm sure it wouldn't be terrible.
1: Can you imagine trying to bring one of those when the old man was still alive, though? When the right hand man was there. Remember that old guy? Yeah, the right hand man. Uh, well, I was, yeah, his dad. No, not the dad. Uh, no, not the his grandfather. Dad. Oh, forget it. Not the grandfather. Him. The right hand man. There was the right-hand man who was this old guy named Kali, and he was this scary dude, and that was the guy that if you were like, can I get like half-mustard and double ketchup? He'd be like, double and half? Do you want the ketchup and the mustard or not? <laughs> and he'd start yelling at you in front of everybody and just shame you. Gotta learn. If you ever tried to say, hey, can I bring him a vegetarian sausage for him? We get shot. So it's almost out of respect to his memory that I'm like, I can't ever ask for that. I'm making a broader
3: cultural point about what the new jersey doomsday clock represents and even though i'm a vegetarian and part of me selfishly would be like oh it'd be great to get a vegetarian jimmy buff what i'm saying is it would spell doom for the state on a higher level the state is more important than me which is why i think if they were ever to serve vegetarian hot dogs we would have to take 12 minutes. We'd have to add 12 minutes. Bring us closer to midnight on that.
1: Now, you know, Pete Genovese just wrote a review uh, this past week of two different places, one in Maplewood, one in Frenchtown, that are serving uh, vegetarian and or vegan Taylor ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches. Mike D., do you think this is a crack in this, in this exact situation you speak to, or does it not push the same button?
3: No, I'm fine with that because those are not New Jersey cultural institutions like Jimmy Buffs. I'm fine with, like, I'm happy to have a vegetarian Taylor Ham sandwich, but don't, like, I don't want to see Jimmy Buffs giving into the trends because first it's vegetarian hot dogs, then the next thing you know, they don't take cash, mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, they have parking for, you know, okay. electric cars only, and then the next thing you know, it's done. <laughs> So no cracks in this.
1: You don't need a veggie ripper from Ruts Hut. No, do not Ruts Hut. Do not change for me. You don't need Maxes and Windmill. Nope. You don't need it.
3: Okay. I'd like it, but I'm willing to sacrifice my own personal
1: enjoyment for these places remaining as they should be. I would go eat it certainly, sure, and I would be happy to do so. But I understand what you mean that it would it would present a a tipping point in the maple woodification. <laughs> Of Essex County and New Jersey as a whole. Perfect word. That we have not, that we are not totally okay with.
3: The
0: Maplewoodification.
1: And if all my friends who moved from Brooklyn want to get mad at me for singling them out, just enjoy Maplewood, okay, everybody? Just enjoy it.
0: Would it it be okay if there was a Jimmy Buffs at the... what was the name of the team the Maplewood? Oh, the Maplewood Nets. The Maplewood Nets. If
1: the Maplewood Nets play and Jimmy Buffs it, Veggie Veggie Buffs is the does the catering?
0: That would be Like there's a there's like somebody he has a concession there. You're
1: right. That's Apocalypse the- level. If all of a sudden there was like healthy <laughs> healthy options. Jimmy Buffs that's like a deep fried veggie dog with kale on top instead of the potatoes <laughs> and everything. At the Maplewood Nets game? Yes, you're right, Mike D. That would actually be like Mordor level conversion of to a New Jersey that I hate. That would
3: that would forever that would actually be the curse that caused the Nets to never get that championship ring. It's true. And then the minute they stop serving the vegetarian hot dog, it would they would win that year. <laughs>
1: They would have to, and then we'd have to take that championship ring and go up and find that volcano that apparently exists in Sussex County and throw it in it like Frodo to get New Jersey to come back to what it's supposed to be. That's what we'd have to do. Okay. We got time for a couple more rounds of this very fun <laughs> topic. Um, oh, okay. I, so I have one here that I want your guys' opinion on. Because I said one thing that would be in the good column would be if they reopen the Alpine Slide, Action Park. But then when I was being objective in my mind, I also put in the negative column if they reopen the Alpine Slide at Action Park. I put it in both. Because I think almost akin to what you're saying, Mike, like theoretically Veggie Jimmy Buffs represents an apocalypse. Theoretically, the Alpine Slide reopening someday represents to me a return to form for New Jersey that in my heart I wanna see but it would also lead to just so many injuries and so much death and so much pain that I think it would count as a negative. I think it would count as a metaphorical positive and a practical negative.
0: Those are all character building experiences that happened in New Jersey. But Nick, let's see it as a positive.
1: Would you really let your children go there the way we were allowed to go there?
0: Probably. Yeah, definitely. Like the Alpine slide. You got to learn the hard way. Come on, man. Keep your elbows in. <laughs> and hope your cart's not broken, you motherfucker. Yeah, watch your knees. Watch your knees. Yeah. and Hope you get one with good breaks. Pray that the person before and after you isn't a fucking asshole either, because your fate's in their heads, too. Don't hit that giant piece of foam at the end. You ever see people come down there full speed and hit the fucking giant block of foam and, like, go flying? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking, like, for the last... 500 feet that you're going 40 miles an hour towards this fucking thing.
3: <laughs> I think that's a net positive. Yeah, net
1: positive to the
3: clock. It's a positive. We, in New yeah, Jersey, we're good. not a state.
1: Net positive. You're saying net
3: positive. Yeah, we're a state. Do we really care about amusement park injuries? No, we take pride in them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I think as far as the doomsday clock goes, you know, that's a good thing. We add time onto the clock that we're back to a place where we're totally okay with extremely dangerous amusement park rides where you are in control of the ride yourself. There's not even a person controlling it. That is a very net positive for New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It teaches self-reliance. It teaches responsibility. It teaches consequences for your actions, all of which I think are positive character-building traits.
1: I think maybe, maybe what I'm realizing is they should reopen the Alpine Slide, not at Action Park, but on the face of the Doomsday Clock that when the doomsday clock is at its perfect positioning, which I think would be at six, right? Um, the opposite, straight down, that, that those when it hits a certain degree of New Jersey perfection, those two, the minute and second hand, align at an angle or the minute and hour that allow it to become an alpine slide that we can all go play on. That that's when you know when Jersey's really cooking is when an alpine slide is formed on the face of the doomsday clock itself. Or
3: to get that perfect alignment, we would reopen the alpine slide on the Pulaski Skyway. And then that would bring us into perfect alignment.
0: Whoa. Ooh,
1: whoa. That brings us to... Combo. Pulaski Skyway alpine slide. <laughs> Sounds like the scariest. Like you just come out...
0: drive. Yeah, driving on the old Pulaski was... Scary enough. But if you come down
1: and if the Alpine Slide comes out at like an angle, like a 90 degree angle off of the side of the Plesky Skyway, so it's just floating in the sky above the flaming meadowlands, that sounds like the scariest thing you could ever do with your life. And it's only open from midnight to 4.15 a.m. You can only do it in pitch black. They give you a headlamp and make you sign your will at the top.
0: They only take cash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There'd be a line. There'd
3: be a huge line. Mm -hmm. There's a white castle at either end when you get on and when you get off. Oh,
1: Oh my gosh. Take an Alpine side. What are we talking about? (laughs) We're saying a world in which you can take an alpine slide off the side of the Pulaski Skyway in the middle of the night and it ends, if you live, you get to eat White Castle right away. Sign me up. Sign me up for that.
0: It'd be a veggie White Castle burger for you. They do got
1: the impossible sliders.
3: That puts the clock into perfect alignment. So I'll offer up my perfect opposite negative. Okay. Which brings the clock immediately to midnight, which is... If the devil tree were to get struck by lightning and burn to ashes, the clock immediately goes to midnight, New Jersey sinks into the Atlantic Ocean, and that's it. That's that's the end game.
1: Wow. Just the just the actual devil tree itself, which is not as it was when we came up. It's still there, but they planted a bunch of other trees around it to kind of diminish the effect, and I think it's a town park now.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Like you're allowed
1: to go walk around. But it's still there, that old devil's tree. The tree knows. And I think you're right, Mike D. There's something about that devil's tree that is, uh, in some ways, after all this time, they knocked down all the abandoned mental hospitals. In some ways, the devil's tree is kind of the ultimate weird New Jersey spot in, in, my, in what it means in my heart. And right there in Somerset County. Sleepy Somerset County. Kind of all we have left.
3: <laughs> and so I think if it as far as those types of places go if that were to disappear and especially disappear via an act of god from lightning that would that would spell the end it would bring the clock hands spinning directly to midnight like the beginning of the twilight zone
0: i have one better than that the great falls runs dry oh uh. yeah That is a good one. That's
1: it. Those two things would happen in conjunction. Lightning strikes the devil's tree and it incinerates and then the grape falls, runs dry. That is like, okay, something weird's happening, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something weird's happening. Can you imagine the front page of the ledger the next day? lightning strikes a haunted tree and massive waterfall stops
3: it's like the beginning of thundar the
0: barbarian everything just goes it's like the breaking of the first seal yeah the apocalypse
1: that is some fucking gozer Zool, <laughs> gozer and Zool type shit right there man are you lightning strikes the- the
2: this master. episode's
1: weird but i like it man this episode real fucking weird but i'm liking it I'll tell you that much boys Okay, I think we got time for one more. Um, I think there's one I see on Mike D's list that I think um, should end it. I'm going to think about two two entities that maybe really represent the state that are that are on our list um, about people who are almost in some ways mascots as much as they are myths. So I'm going to say that a positive would be if the great Pete Genovese is granted knighthood by the governor of New Jersey, that we actually start knighting people here.
3: Comes a knight <laughs> of Columbus. He
0: might already be one.
1: No, I, I mean, I know Amiri Baraka was the poet laureate of New Jersey until they, took, they, they eliminated the position because of his political radicalism. They said, all right. That's crazy. We're going to just not have this anymore because Shh. this guy's pushing things so hard. But we start actually knighting people, and and these would be the people who lead us in our war against Germany. By the way, when they try to steal Lucy the elephant, Pete Genovese is granted knighthood. He's the first knight. Which the more I tell you, having met him and spoken to him now, interviewed him on the show, and going back and rereading everything he said, I actually think that it's on us. And this is not me just trying to be like a kiss ass because you know there's other people we've interviewed too who are great. Pete Genovese has done more than anybody to spread the culture of this state and to bring pride to this place. And uh, I want to I wanna see if we... I think Phil Murphy needs to start knighting people and he needs to become Sir Peter Genovese of New Jersey. Wow! That's how much I really admire Pete Genovese. And I'm saying this genuinely. I think he's great and I think he's led the charge. Sir Pete has a nice ring to it. I want to balance it out though. Mike D, you put one as a negative which is if they someday capture the Jersey devil and put it on display (laughs) at the Turtleback suit. That's (laughs) (laughs) why would that, why would that be such a negative to you? I think
3: the great mystery of the Jersey devil is one of the most amazing things about the state that we have this monster that has been flying around the state for several hundred years and everyone knows about it. And, the fact if it, that mystery were to be solved, that would be the most heartbreaking thing for this state. And then to put it in the saddest zoo that we have, the Turtleback Zoo.
0: Oh, it's nice now. Could be Space Farms. Where would it be? Would it be like right near the horses? Like, would they keep it That's there? a good question. Like next to the... It's a good question.
3: Yeah, you put the elephant key in and
0: it's like... <laughs> next to the puma cage? Yeah. <laughs> All sad in there. Isn't it like part human too? Like has like a horse human face. I think
1: they'd put it in its own cage that the little train goes around.
0: <laughs> they put it next to the uh, the wolves. I
1: think it lives in its own cage, right in the middle of the of the of the of the area that the little train circles, and it's just constantly flinging itself in the cage trying to kill everybody on the little train
0: they have it by the reservoir so like when you're going through the woods on the little train you, all of a, a sudden you see this like cage back dragon back. horse wing thing like, like crying yes.
3: and once a year once every year a kid from Milburn
0: is mauled to death because they <laughs> jump into there
1: t- at
3: night yes. as,
0: on a dare
1: it's called the Milburn sacrifice
0: and then like once it mauls like too many kids they wind up shooting it and stuffing it putting it in space for <laughs> it
1: Oh, yeah, it's only allowed in space farms when it's dead and stuffed up next to that giant bear. I might add a caveat, though, Mike. The only way it would be acceptable to display the Jersey Devil at the Turtleback Zoo is if the Jersey Devil is captured by Sir Peter Genovese. At that point, I think it's okay. If it's a conquest of Genovese, then I'm okay with it. But don't you think that... If that
3: were to happen, the next step would be something like Jersey
0: Devil Tacos. or ooh. Like made out of the meat of the Jersey Devil? Yeah. Wow, that's it, man. I'm going to start a taco thing called Jersey Devil Tacos now. How much would you pay to eat a, ter- eat a taco made out of meat from the Jersey Devil? <laughs> That'd be like one of those things. you probably have people come from all over the world. Oh my God, man. People would pay $10,000 a taco. That's it. Okay, who wants to be part of... Who wants to be part of my Jersey Devil capturing party? We can make a ton of fucking money on this.
1: You want to eat a taco made out of a mythological beast?
3: Actually, what we should probably do is we take the Jersey Devil carcass. (laughs) We go down to Best's Hot Dog in Newark, and we're like, can you help us out? They're like, yeah, no problem. They make 40, 50 Jersey Devil meat hot dogs. We take them... To Jimmy Buff and Jimmy Buff fries up the Jersey
0: Devil hot dogs and that would be the way to do it. The opposite of vegetarian hot dogs. Imagine if you ate the Jersey Devil like what would happen to your body? <laughs> a Good question.
1: But it, it really varies though because you <laughs> might get some of those like real strong like muscle cuts from his thighs or you might just be like oh this is all just fucking wing and hoof. You know like it's a real varying.
0: Well you know they just take the meat you know, they always got to put like little pork fat in there when you make those. Give it a little flavor. It's like venison.
3: We just make him into Taylor Ham. <laughs> just throw everything into the machine, and out comes Jersey Devil Taylor Ham. <laughs> oh, I got a piece of horse
1: tooth. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Oh. And he's a mythological beast, so it's not like he can ever fully die. So it's like, oh fuck, I got one of the eyes, and it's still blinking. This feels yeah, weird. Yeah, think about
0: it, like what does the Jersey Devil eat? So it probably tastes like shit. Like what is it eating? <laughs> It's not like foraging, what's it living on, fucking blueberries down to Pine Barrens? Like, what the fuck, cranberries?
3: Everyone's about to eat it, and the FDA shows up, and they're like, we don't know the calorie count of this meat. We don't know what, uh, you know, how much fat is in Jersey Devil meat. We're not going to have to let you eat this. This is going to be no good.
1: Fellas, we've gone over an hour. We could clearly do this all night long. So I'm going to just cut it off and say I've had so much fun, but this episode more than any other we've done in the history of this show, I'm just going to say on behalf of everyone who's listened to it, what the fuck are we even talking about?
0: might be the weirdest. Sorry.
1: Man, this was a fun one. The NJ Doomsday Club. I cannot wait to hear people's contributions to this one. Oh Lord. Leave your comments on the Patreon or call 973 780 4660 Because this was a weird, trippy topic. But I have a feeling a lot of people out there are gonna have great, great contributions of their own, and I am highly
0: looking forward to them. Remember, come down to Nikki's devil's um, tacos. <laughs> right next to the Carenza
1: Memorial. <laughs> <laughs>